Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Hi! <laughs> Man's oh the West Benny. <laughs> you see what's going on. Man's back, bro, fam. It's a professional thing this evening. We're back very soon. You will have on, you will have the microphone. But I had to test run it first. Um yeah, you did. You did, you did. <laughs> For your microphone. Yeah. So can you hear me? Live and clear, Spencer Fr- Spiron. Yeah, I can hear you live and clear, man. I told you I have to go this week. I've got to click them waters. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. I've got a phone. Boy, start the show properly, Tom. Come on. Come on. All right, let's start this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, we start by saying, dream it, believe it, become it. Come on down. Yes, wait, yes, wait, yes, wait, yes, wait, yes. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, that's ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Listen, man. Today marks the 80th birthday of the legendary, the Louisville Lip, the greatest of all times, the GOAT. The GOAT. Muhammad Absolutely. R. Lee. And it is in the background. I've got his classic fight with him versus Joe Frazier. Uh, and it is it's it's amazing what that man stood for, you know. Mm, come on, touching it, touching it. It's amazing what Ali stood for. Now I keep on telling people it wasn't just the fact that he was the world heavyweight champion. At the time when the world heavyweight champion, there was only one champ, right? There weren't no split up, split up business. At that time, you had the, you had the WBA and the WBC, right? Yes. Right. And Nick Fletcher of the Ring magazine would compose who was the best pound for pound fighter in your selected weight division, and Ali reigned supreme when he beat Sonny Liston 
in September, September, February 25th, September, February 25th, 1964, to become the World Heavyweight Champion. When we look at those times there, what Ali stood for yes. was more than boxing. And you must know he must have stood more than boxing because when the government of the USA tried to conspire against you to mash you up and you come out on top and victorious, God must love you. That's what I'm saying. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, I mean... It, 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 it is, I can see why you say Terence Crawford's stand is not as powerful as, as the one powerful. Totally, totally. Terence Crawford's stand is, is that is that is a that is a, a grain of sand compared to Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was the Sahara. <laughs> Do you think there will ever be anyone like Muhammad Ali? I mean, Floyd Mayweather calls himself the best ever. And, and, quite, the, and quite rightly so, he should call himself that. He should call himself that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But we're talking about the greatest of all time. Ali and, is Ali's one of the greatest humanitarians of all time as well. Yes. 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 Yeah. Right. Uh, Muhammad Ali once said, I'm the greatest. And he said that before he even knew he was the greatest. <laughs> okay, then. I want you to know that part. Then. Yeah. Um, like I'm saying, when we look on when we look on Ali, for him to take, remember this part here. You know, when he refused to take the draft in 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 1967, when he refused to go to the Vietnam War. Right mm. when he famously when he famously stated that no Viet Cong never called me no N word, so I'm not going out there, brother, to fight them man there because them man ain't done me nothing. Mm. Right, which sports star of that time and now would take that kind of stand? They wouldn't. They mm. run down the money. Toolkit, toolkit, Spence, toolkit. Colin Kaepernick, people are, uh, this is, I'll, I'll tell you the way this thing. Um, Colin Kaepernick did an advert for, for Nike. This must be about four years ago. He did an advert for Nike, and it was about not giving up on your on your battles and keep on pushing forward and da, 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 and all the rest of it. It was great. And I remember at the time, because I could talk this thing, when Sky were frantically fretting about BT's involvement in sport. They had a they had a big meeting. Like and Barney Francis, who's the head of Sky at the time, he gave this pep talk. But they played Colin Kaepernick's video about, you know, never giving up, never quitting. Because that was gonna be the big the big battle was BT Sky, BT Sky, BT Sky. That was the big battle. Mm. And they played this Colin Kaepernick video talk. And they played this video. It was about never giving up and keep on striving and, da, 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 and all the rest of it. But they wasn't touching on the reason why Colin Kaepernick was saying never give up and keep on fighting this battle and all the rest of it. The reason being behind his political stance, what the man was doing. So what I realized is like they they will use parts of you but not tell the whole story. 
I get you. I get you. Right. So what Ali represented, and this is what I'm trying to say, Ali stood for something so much that he was endeared by everyone. And no, let's be real, they did not love Ali at the time when he took his proper stance, like when he uh, announced that he was a member of the Nation of Islam in 64. He was, actually, he was actually a member of the Nation of Islam from about 62, but he didn't touch on that. He waited till he said, right, when I win the world crown, then I'm going to make my announcement. And then he made his announcement. Ali stood mm. for something. That's what I'm saying. It's like, take away his fighting. He had to fight in the way that he did fight and box in the way that he did box and talk that the way that he did talk. No one can't tell me that that man was not blessed by God. Mm. I'm not hearing it. I'm not, I'm not, seriously, I'm not hearing it. And to have that bravery at that time, Nah, Ali was a bad man, straight. Let's just run through a few of the, uh, the great Muhammad Ali quotes. One, float like a butterfly, <laughs> sting like a bee. His, heart, his hair, I'm trying to speak like an American. <laughs> no, that's, that's a bit hair. obvious. That, wait, sorry, that's a bit obvious because you're Nigerian too. <laughs> All right, wait, 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 wait. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. His hands can't hit what his eyes can't see. Now you see me, now you don't. George thinks he will, but I know he won't. That's a great quote. Another one. Service, and this is more... This is a serious one. Service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth. I'm going to say that. That's very, very serious. I'm going to say that again. Service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth. Beautiful saying. Number three. I'm young. I'm handsome. I'm fast. I can't possibly be beat. (laughs) Bro, this guy's serious. Number four. Don't count the days, make the days count. And bro, these quotes are lessons. And Arnold Schwarzenegger uses that quote regular. Another one. If my mind can conceive it and my heart can ach- and my heart can believe it, then I can achieve it. Jesse Jackson said this early in 1983, as early as 1983, according to the Associated Press, and Ali used it back in his 2004 book. For six, it's hard to be humble when you're as great as I am. Great as I am. <laughs> Come on. Seven, it isn't the mountains ahead to climb that you that wear you out. It's the pebbles in your shoes. <laughs> These are deep. These are deep. I want you to listen. Eight. If you even dream, if you even dream of beating me, you better, you better wake, wake up and apologize. Hey, <laughs> yeah, come on, Bruv, Listen, Ali, and I'm gonna draw some of these. You stay there. Number nine, bragging is when a person says something and can't do it. I do what I say. Floyd kind of said the same thing, but we know where the, we understand where the root come from. Of course, we understand where it comes from. Number ten. I am the greatest. I said it even before I knew knew I was. Number 11, only a man who knows what it is like 
to be defeated can reach down to the bottom of his soul and come up with an extra ounce of power it takes to win when the match is even. Yeah, that's Spence? Come on, man. So, so we all are after this undefeated record nowadays. But it's only when a man bounce back from defeat that you can really see what's inside an individual. Come on. Come on. Come on. Anyway, who's that? Pinder, thank you very much. He says, bless up to the professor. He says, bless up to the professor. Baba Tunde Ajayi. Master Knowledge, Mr. Fearon. Best boxing podcast ever. Please keep the shows coming. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. And much appreciate the £5 donation. Come on, man. Very, very grateful for that. Let's touch on... I'm just going to pick anyone. Let's touch on... um, Let's touch on the... The first Joe Frazier fight. Was that March 8th, 1971? (laughs) The knowledge. The knowledge... I just took a bite out of this delicious donut. Talk to us about the fight, Spence. The first Joe Fraser fight. Ali was banned from boxing for three for three years. And not just banned from boxing. Ali was banned from traveling. So he couldn't even travel. They took away his visa. Mm. So he could have easily chipped out the country when he refused to take the draft. He said, no, I'm not taking a stand. I'm not going to war. Now, at the time when he did that, when they took away, his, when they took away, they stripped of his world crown, right? You had famous champions come out and say that he was a disgrace. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Jack Dempsey came out against Ali. I mean, Joe Lewis was saying, you know what? He should have just gone because he wouldn't have to fight in no war. Right? All of these big stars came out against him. Jackie Robinson, the famous Jackie Robinson, the first ever uh, person of color to play American baseball. Thank you very much, Fifi. We'll get back to your question in a second. So at the time when... so Spencer's frozen. When he came back to fight, right, his skills had eroded to him. Mm. You think about it. You're at the peak. You're at the peak of your time when you got you got stripped of your title. I mean, you put in some fantastic performances. I'll talk to anyone. Go watch Ali versus Cleveland Williams. If that fight don't blow your mind, then something's wrong with you. That was against Cleveland Williams. That's Ali's greatest performance. Great performance. Yeah, incredible performance, right? But even the saying that I could pick holes in that to say like Cleveland Williams was slightly past peak. Regardless of that, Cleveland Williams could punch like a mother, right? When Ali was when Ali was was in that retirement mode because he was stripped of his titles, they stopped the man from earning, so he couldn't earn no money. So he had to go on the road to and give lectures in universities to earn some money. Then he had this uh, idea concocted by his lawyer of the time and his photographer, Howard Bingham, to 
to start a food chain, and the food chain was called Chamburgers. You know what I mean? I think when Anti Yard um, knocks out Smith, I think we should start our chain and call it Yard Burgers. Yard Burgers, yeah, come on, bro. Ideas bruv. are flowing, bro. That will work. That, <laughs> that most definitely will work. Yeah, it's when Ali got his, when Ali got his license, cause check this one out. When Ali got his license to come back to him, right? He'd been out of boxing for three years and he took on two top 10 contenders back to back. One in Jerry Corey. Jerry Corey was around today. I guarantee he'd win a version of a world title. Jerry Corey could fight him. That guy could fight. Jerry Knowledge. Corey. Yeah, he fights Jerry Corey and then he fights Oscar Bonavino, right? And he stops Oscar Bonavino in the 11th round. Was not Ali's best performance to tell you the honest truth, because Bonavina kind of got underneath his skin, he refused to call him Ali, he called him Clay, Clay, he was calling him a draft dodger, all kind of rest of the stuff, right? So Ali stops him, and then Ali goes in to fight Joe Frazier. Now at the time, this was the highest uh, uh, record for a purse in boxing, because the two of them, the two of them split five million dollars. Wow! This is nineteen seventy-one. You know, the knowledge, the knowledge, right? At Madison Square Gardens, you couldn't get a ticket for love nor money. The great Frankie Blue Eyes, yeah, couldn't get a ticket. He had to go for Esquire magazine as a photographer so he could get a ticket to go to the fight. Who? What Frank Sinatra? Wow, the original That's Frankie big. Blue Eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, you, you had me right, confused there because you know I call Frank Warren Frankie Blue Eyes. Yeah, I know, you do, <laughs> but the original Frankie Blue Eyes. You know what I mean? The original Frank Sinatra. So, so Spence, that, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to no. be rude. I'm, I'm enjoying, but we have to get these. Uh, I call them Snapchat or Super Jacks, just to mention because they, you know, they go off the screen. So thank mm. you, Fifi, for your 19.99 euros. One of the greatest quotes of Ali, when Ali in 88 walked into the ring to Tyson saying, remember your promise, go get him for me. Tyson KO'd his promise into fruition in 1998. Ali's generational, the GOAT. Yeah, and we could touch also, on that. Um, also, Miss v Ringside VIP, thank you for your 449 donation. She says... Happy, happy Heavenly Father, come on. happily, come on, Tun. happy Heavenly Birthday, Ali. You are the greatest. We love you. Big up, Spencer and Tundi. We love you guys. I'm absorbing the info. Thank you very much. And thank you, yep. Miss Ringside VIP. Carry on, yeah. Can you stop eating donuts while you're talking, please? Donuts delicious, bro. Right. So... <laughs> I was saying, when Ali fought Frazier, right? Remember, what happened at the time when he got stripped of the title, they had a, they had a box-off tournament. Jimmy Ellis won the WBA version of the title. Joe Frazier won the New York State version of the title. And they end up fighting each other. Joe Frazier famously knocks out Jimmy Ellis to become undisputed world heavyweight champion. Ali... Ali vehemently complained about that, saying, like, 
famously said, like, those eliminations are only imitations. You're not the true champ, right? You say, like, I'm the true champ. I'm the true champ. They end up fighting, right? And I'm going to be real. Ali did lose that fight. He lost the fight because he fought, he fought, he fought wrongly. You know what I mean? He was moving for a little bit. He was trying to show Joe Frazier that he could take his shots. I don't know where his mind was at. And critics of Joe Frazier. Because when we talk about that was the fight of the century and the super fight. When we talk about super fights, that was the super fight. And Joe Frazier came out victorious. It was a close fight. It was given very wide in Joe Frazier's favour. But that's got a lot to do with Ali being so anti-establishment and... The nation wasn't really behind Muhammad Ali at that time. They liked him, but they weren't really feeling him. And he said uh, some really derogatory things to Joe Frazier. That, and I'm talking in the first fight. I'm talking about the freedom. He said some really derogatory things to, to to Joe Frazier. But when you understand it now, that is all part of the magic that makes Muhammad Ali. Yes, sir. All right. Paul L Finance, thank you for your five pound, sir. Much appreciated. He says, "Big up family." Ali could have been. What is? What's? Let me get this up. He said Ali could have been a plumber, and he would have still made history. <laughs> he transcended boxing. A true enigma. Peace and love, family. I think you're right, Listen, Paul. You can't, I think you're I'm, I'm absolutely you, right. He could have been a road sweeper. He was still. This. I'm telling you. When, you know when you just meet someone, you just know. When you meet someone, you can feel that they are so blessed and you can feel their blessings. I believe Ali was one of those characters. I Rare believe that Ali, Yeah, I, I mean, not to not to get too churchified or anything else. I think that Ali was exemplary to, was it, um, Psalms 90, where it says, and ye are gods, but you die as men. I believe really so that Ali was a god, right? And I'm, 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 I'm just telling you that now. I'm, right? right? <laughs> Name me, Tundi, which man, yeah, will be willing to give up millions of dollars, right? And the World Heavyweight Championship, fame, money, adulation, and everything else and attention for their religious beliefs, but their religious beliefs was for a cause knowing that I'm going up against injustice for my people. Name me, name me someone who's done that. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, again. I hear it. That's what I'm saying. Name me somebody who do that. Not one. Not one. Not one. No, no. Let's let me let me give you a few more quotes from the great man himself. He said, "I'm so mean, I make medicine sick." <laughs> I love that one, you know, Smith. <laughs> man said he makes medicine sick, bro. He said, "I should be a postage stamp. That's the only way I, I'll ever get licked." <laughs> yeah, fourteen. He said, "Impossible." It's just a big word thrown around by small men who find it easier to live in a world they have been given than to explore the power they have to change it. 
impossible. Read that one again. Wait, man. Wait, I ain't finished yet, but I'm going to go from the top. I'm going to go for the top, and I'm going to give it a round of applause as well. Ali once famously said, impossible is just a big word thrown around by small men who find it easier to live in a world they have been given than to explore the power they have to change it. Impossible is not a fact. It's an opinion. Impossible is not a declaration. It's a dare. Impossible is potential. Impossible is temporary. Impossible is nothing. Nada. Well, he didn't say nada, but he said impossible is nothing. <laughs> Spence, the one and only Muhammad, Muhammad Ali, a great man, a great, 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 great man, someone who would have been 80 years of age today, but the flesh can die, the spirit can never die. Never and die. This man lives on and on and on. And for all those youngsters, so imbued in all the new school antics go and look at what this man stood for and also go and look at the boxing ability of a man so long ago man was busting pull counters way before floyd <laughs> bruv ali was not supposed to be pu pulling pull counters but he, dropped a pull, he put he dropped a pull count on sunny liston pull counter and they thought it was a phantom punch. But it was pool a pull count. count. It was a pull count. Touch on that famous fight, Spence. Let's go back to the date you're about to tell us. The first Sonny Liston fight. Well, the first Sonny, well, you're like, the first, the first Sonny Liston fight, when Ali defeats, when Ali defeats Sonny Liston, right? In that fight there, yeah, people thought, yeah, that it was a fix. Yes. You know I mean? Yes. Because similarly to they at the time, I think they asked 50 <laughs> journalists. Sorry, I have to say this. <laughs> 84 boxing says he said. I thought that Spence would have come on with a bow tie <laughs> just to get the haters' blood pressure. <laughs> ah, a you bow tie for those of us who know people, some people in boxing call Spencer Spencer X, not Malcolm <laughs> X, Spencer X. But anyway, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, Spence. Sorry, sorry, you know sorry. I'm going to tell you what. I was going to do that to wind up people today, you know. But like, <laughs> you should have. You should have. You should have. You should have. Um, but anyway, please uh, take us back to that that year. What year was it, Spence? The first well, time. Yes. 1964. Come on. The knowledge. The knowledge. Only get the real knowledge in the fight is or on the fight is right, should I say. Right. But come on, break it down, Spence. Break it down. Right. Break it down. Ali boxed. Right, and he really did box. He boxed, he jabbed, he jabbed my man, he jabbed him silly, you know. 
Spence, uh, how, many, how, many, how many donuts you eating? No way, man. Come like the donuts can't done. <laughs> Probably been chewing since we come on. That's 26 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, come on. Anyway, sorry, Spence. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, in that fight, yeah, they actually thought that they asked, I think there's 50 news journalists and, and reporters, and seven of them went for Tony Listen to win. Say that again? Because you cut out there. 47 of 50 people asked about that fight said, Sonny, listen, we're going to destroy Ali. That's serious, you know? That's serious. That's serious. Right? Ali boxed him. And he boxed him. And when you look at the stoppage, when, when, um, when he didn't come out for the eighth round, yeah? Yes. He done something this is some skullduggery. Um, because prior to prior to Ali fight, we've had a couple guys. Eddie Machen was a very good fighter. He fought uh, he fought Sunny Liston. And so did Cleveland Williams. And they both both of these men complained that they had a burning in their eyes before they got before oh, especially wow. Cleveland Williams. Right. So and you know, um Sunny Liston was a mob guy who was controlled by the mob. There was some some skullduggery going on there. Yeah, yeah I've never heard. I've actually never heard that story. That those, yeah. you know, the two previous opponents actually yeah, yeah. They, they, they said the same thing that right. They they suffered from burnings of the eye and like they couldn't see. They were blinded. So I don't know what kind mm. of coagulant he might rub on his gloves, especially in mm. those days. Remember, in those days also, the the thumb wasn't sealed to that to the to the glove, so the thumb was open, so you could thumb man quite easily. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean, but mm. something was burning. Something was burning in Ali's eyes, anyway. Something was burning, in right? And when something could have put away, it's like he gave up, Tony. And that's the truth. It's like he gave up. But that's not the fight. That's that's not that's that was a great win. It was an incredible win because I still watch that fight to this day. It's an incredible piece of boxing. Just watch how Ali would scoot around the ring, how he would pop out his jab. You'd have to say, "Wow, that was incredible." But I'll tell you now, the rematch that took place, the rematch that took place afterwards, right? Yes. That fight there was, remember, at the time Ali was involved in Islam, he was tight with Malcolm X, right? He was tight with Malcolm X, then we know, and I'll say to anyone, go watch the, uh, was it Blood Brothers? I've read the book as well, but the, Blood Brothers, which is on Netflix. I'll tell everyone to go watch that. It's really, really good. I watched watch. that. Great, it's excellent. Great it's really, great really good. It's yes. really good, right? So, Ali goes, Ali kind of parts ways with, with, with Malcolm X because he chose um, the, the, the minister over Elijah Muhammad over Malcolm X. That's another story for another day. By the time then, Malcolm X gets assassinated. At the time when Malcolm X gets assassinated now, everybody's thinking that Ali was next to get shoot up. So when people are talking about the phantom punch that occurred, the phantom punch that occurred, it wasn't no phantom punch. 
Yeah, I mean, that was, as Tundi said, that was a pull counter, right? And the camera went left. Pull counter. Pull counter. Um, let me just put this young man's message up. He said, guys, I did message Mr. Ajay on Instagram earlier today and asked if he can please bring back the loud horn sound. It really makes the show. Mr. Pinder, you see what I said? I'm the make it. Well, I would, let me say the man behind the cam is the man. Because after I got your message, I phoned Gary. I said, Gary, I've just got this message on Instagram. The man's saying, bring back the things because it vibes up the show. And lo and behold, Mr. Pinder, your request has been answered. And we're back. So this, this, this. <laughs> Everyone on the show has Mr. Pinder to thank for that. Pinder Mandir, thank you very much for your £5 donation. And that's a good shout. It's a good shout because I feel today Spencer needs a lot of these because he's giving us the knowledge. Spencer. Muhammad Ali, 1960 Olympic gold medalist. Or did you have something else that you wanted to say about the fight? The list of no, fight? No, no, no. When Ali won the Olympic gold medal in Rome... Yes. People need to remember, he won it as a light heavyweight. Yes. Those people were talking, thinking that he was heavyweight. He was a heavyweight. He won that as a light heavyweight. Joe Frazier came on in 64 Olympics and won it as a heavyweight. And then George Foreman came along in 68 and won it as heavyweight. But Ali did not win it as a heavyweight. He was a light heavyweight. Mm. Right? And then... Come on, when, when Ali when Ali turns pro, you know who his first trainer was? Come on. He went, Enlighten he went, the fight right. is right. The, Listen. the great Archie Moore was Ali's trainer. Right? Didn't, didn't, Archie, Tommy, didn't Tommy Brooks say Archie Moore was his trainer? Yeah, he said, yeah, Tommy Brooks said that Archie Moore worked with him, yeah. yeah. Archie Moore was a ridiculous puncher. Ridiculous, ridiculous yeah. puncher. Yeah, he did say that. Right? Mm. So, like, with that, Ali was like, Archie Moore wanted Ali to be like, do chores, wash dishes, sweep up the house, all the rest. Ali said, Bun that man, I'm going to box, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. The knowledge, never, the knowledge. He's never doing that. You know what I mean? And then he, then he, then he leaves there and he goes to Miami to the Fifth Street gym. And while he's in Miami, and he starts working with Angelo Dundee. But originally, you know what I mean? Originally, it was it was my guy that was that was his, that was going to be the trainer. You know I mean, ages Archie Moore. So that's, that's deep. That's because deep. Uh, Archie Moore. You know Archie Moore. Archie Moore Ali fight champion, you know right? Archie Moore. Yeah, Archie Moore fights Ali. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. That's Ali part of it. Like yeah. broke about me. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> Arash Boxing also reminds us that today, thank you for the five pound, uh, sir. He also reminds us today is Cus the Upmost birthday, yes, and Wolf, yes. and, yes. and Wolf's and birthday, Buddy McGurk and and Wolf, Buddy McGurk, yes, Antonio Marco, Marco Burra, yes, and today is Martin, Martin Luther King Day in America, yep. So today is a special day, Spence. Listen, today's a big day. Yesterday was Roy Jones' birthday. 
I mean, um, Mike Tyson told the stories. You can go back to Bruce Peefy that said, like, when he fought in 88, when Tyson fought Larry Holmes in 88, it was um, January 27th, 1988, that fight, right? Um, Ali versus Holmes. And, you know, Tyson famously says the story, like, you know, when he was listening on the phone because Castamato and Ali would talk regularly. They had the same birthdays and they were good friends. Um, you know, I mean, go watch um, AKA uh, Muhammad Ali, AKA Cash and Stake. Watch that, it's really cool. Uh, and in there, he was on the phone speaking to Castamato saying like, you know what, yeah, I just got old in there. The, 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 he was on the thyroid pill as well. We said, like, you know what, it just weren't there for me. And 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 custom and play like you lost to a bum, Ali. You lost to a bum. And like Mike Tyson, this is on the phone. And he's like, Mike Tyson's very like, listen, man. I get older, I'm gonna deal with this man, you know. Mm. Right. And so says so done. Come the fight that happened in the Trump in the in the Trump Plaza in in Las Vegas. And Ali goes to me, get him for me, champ. Get him for me. And he did. Ali Ali. Ali told Tyson that, and we saw what Tyson did to Paul Larry Holmes in four rounds. Even though round four, when Larry Holmes got on his toes and started to bounce, go watch that fight. Larry Holmes was very impressive until Tyson was clapping with that left hook. Mm. And that, that was all that she wrote, my friend. Yes, sir. Let me look for some more quotes from the great man himself. He said, he who is not courageous enough to take risks will accomplish nothing. Will accomplish right. nothing. Nada. Nothing. He also said, a man who views the world the same at 50 as he did at 20 has, has wasted, wasted 30 years, 30 years, of, his years of his life. <laughs> he said, if they can make penicillin out of moldy bread, they can sure make something out of you. Hmm. <laughs> you hear the lyrics? Bro, that sound like a that sound like a lyric that you might bust in a dance. <laughs> in a fifth avenue dance. <laughs> the man them know what I'm chatting about. Anyway, yeah, big up Ray Banton. With, with yeah, with Ray. Come on, Ray. Old tight Ray Banton. Sweet vibes. Ooh, anyway, I'm getting a bit too in now. Um, another one. I shook up the world. Me. We, I hated every minute of training, but I said, don't quit. Suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion. Great one for the fighters there. At home, I'm a nice guy, but I don't want the world to know. Humble people I've found don't get very far. Mm -mm. Mm. Lyrics upon lyrics. Um, a man Alexander who Wilson just coming to house. There's a YouTube video of Custom Thank you for the $5, Alexander, first of all. He said there's a YouTube video of Cus D. Amatmo and Ali demonstrating boxing duels. And Cus accidentally hit Ali in the face. <laughs> I think I've seen that, actually. Um, anyway, it, let it me tell you. He meant to do it. He probably did, as it goes. Um, this is a one where I think a lot of people didn't really like this. He said, he, Sonny Liston, too ugly to be the world champ. The world champ should be pretty like me. <laughs> Come on. He said, I am an astronaut of boxing, 
we don't disagree, uh, Mr. Ali. Joe Lewis and Dempsey were just jet pilots. <laughs> I'm in the world of my own. Come on, lyrics. This is confidence, Spence. Sheer confidence. He said, I wrestled with the alligators. And I tussled with the well. well. I handcuffed I lightning from thunder in jail. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Spencer knows. That's why we call him the knowledge. He knows what's going on. And this is a great one. Hating people because of their color. This goes to yesterday's subject. Hating people because of their color is wrong. It doesn't matter which color does the hating. It's just plain wrong. Drop the mic. Wait. Drop. I'm going to say it again, Spencer. I'm going to say that again. He said, hating people because of their color is wrong. It doesn't matter which color does the hating. It's just plain wrong. There you go. The great man himself, Ota Alexander Wilson. Was Sonny Liston's reach real or a myth? Spence, we'll answer that one. You're, you've been muted, Spence. You're on mute. Nobody can hear you. Have you muted yourself? We can't hear you, Spence. Gary, can we deal with that? Well, maybe Gary can deal with it. Or I think Spencer may have come out and then going to bring himself back in. Let me, let me give you a few more Ali quotes, but thank you. I'm sure he will answer that question, Alexander Wilson. Very soon. Let me give you some more bars by Ali. He said, it's not bragging if you can back it up. He said, I'm the most recognized and loved man that ever lived because there weren't no satellites when Jesus and Moses were around. So people far away in villages didn't know about them. Wow. This guy, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Spence, you there? Yeah, came in there. Is that better? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's because I just got a phone call. It was Zeb. It was Zeb. Judah's just phoning, so I just cut him off. But when I cut him off, it was, yeah, it's a madness. But it is what it is. <laughs> Thomas said, Tundi can't say Cuss's name. Don't know why I it's find it so funny. <laughs> I don't know why I find it so funny. Help him out, Spence. <laughs> was it Cuss the Amato? Yeah, I say Cuss the uh, Amato. No, Cuss the Amado, man. Cuss the Amado. Cuss the Amado. Okay. Cuss the Amado. There you go, Thomas. Sorry. Sorry. I'm always getting the pronunciation. But in the UK, me. they say Cuss the Amado, but it's not. It's Cuss the Amado. Cuss the Amado. There you go. I'm yeah. going to get it. Don't worry. Have patience. Um, Spence, let's touch on the great rumble in the jungle. Ooh. Ooh. What a fight. I want two things I want people to realize, you know. Do you know how hard George Foreman hit? I see I see a video where he licked the bag and the bag had an indent in it. It was he probably Listen, punched the bag so and, hard. And exactly. And Dick Sadler, the brother of the great featherweight Sandy Sadler, was his trainer holding the bag and the people just jerking him up. Mm. You know what I mean? George, listen. So, number one is this is genius when you think about the Robin and Jungle, how it took place in the first place, right? Because 
um, Don King had the temerity, and that's what you all call it, the barefaced temerity to go to an African country uh, in Zaire, which was which was called the Congo previously, right? I mean, sorry, which changed his name to the Congo, went to Zaire and spoke to C.C. Seiko Mobutu, the, 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 the prime minister of the country, yeah, and said, listen, you should host George Foreman defending his world crown against Muhammad Ali. Are you listening to the temerity of this? This is 1974. George Foreman went, that's the genius of that. You've got to think, what a brave, brazen move. Because Mobutu didn't ramp it up. If you went to Mobutu's palace, he'd never like you. He'd just get his soldiers to gunshot you. Spence, so when, while I've, while I've, all, you know, I've known, I've known you for so long. You know, we grew up together. And while I've been, while I've always been impressed with your boxing knowledge, tonight I'm impressed with your vocabulary. For those of us that don't know what the word temerity means, <laughs> <laughs> bruv, Spence, you shocked me tonight. Tonight, tonight, I know you're 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 you're, you're quite educated. You're coming, up, you're coming up my street today. You're not just a boxing pretty. You're not just a bo not boxing royalty in terms of knowledge, but your vocabulary tonight. You know what I'm trying to say? When they look at us, man, they don't know what's going. They don't know the the study, the studious attitude that we have. But for those that don't know what the word temerity is, because Spencer's showing off today, temerity means the excessive confidence or boldness, audacity, as he said, to hold the heavyweight title fight in Africa. Carry on, Spence. For, Listen for the fighters, right, yeah. listeners, the word temerity means what I just said. It's the excessive confidence, the boldness, the audacity to make such a move. Go ahead, Spence. Sorry, I had to say that because I'm, right. I'm impressed tonight. I'm impressed. At that time... George Foreman was 40 and old. Yeah? Come on. And all of the blinking fighters knockouts. Bar two. Are you listening to that record? Right? People didn't only think that Ali was going to get hurt in that fight. They thought Ali was going to die. Mm. Right? Because here is Ali, he had a life and death in the first fight with, with, with Joe Frazier. And he did have a life and death with, with, with Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier famously knocked him down in the 15th round, cracked his jaw, right? And Ali had like a watermelon at the side of his face, how badly his, his, his mouth was mashed up. Joe Frazier had to spend the one month in the hospital after that fight. Serious. That's serious. You, that's when you know that... When those guys went into this thing, like what Mike Tyson was saying, yes. like, those are times I like to talk tough and say, like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to die in there and all the rest of it. He said, I don't really mean it. He said, Ali meant that shit. But Ali was saying, like, I'm willing to die. Mm. He was willing to die. Then he had yeah. the two fights. Then he had the two fights against Ken Norton, right? The first fight, he, he did lose, right? The second fight, up in the air, many people think they lost that fight. Think that Ali lost that fight. I've watched that fight many times. Ali didn't lose that fight. I thought Ali boxed excellent for the first six round. Uh, it was a 12 round fight for an FBA title. I gave that fight to Ali, right? But George Foreman annihilated 
Joe Frazier when they annihilated, annihilated him, right? bounced him up and down the ring. That's like a joke business. It was, yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. Destroyed him, destroyed Ken Norton when um, Ken, and that that fight was in Venezuela. Destroyed Ken Norton. When we're looking at what George Foreman was, George Foreman was the monster. And what people seem to forget is that George Foreman modeled himself on Sonny Liston. He wanted to do everything like Sonny Liston. He used to spar with Sonny Liston. He wanted to be everything like Sonny Liston. Right? Not talk, be this big bad man. And that's what George Foreman was. George Foreman was a rambunctious puncher, uh, a, a dangerous man that didn't smile, wasn't too camera friendly neither, just wanted to get onto business. So when that fight took place in Zaire, Lloyd Wells, um, who was a big, big singer back in the day, sang that Pop Goes a Weasel song in America, was a massive hit. Uh, he and Don King said, right, we're going to put on a concert first, and then after the concert, we're going to put on a fight. What happened was, George Foreman in sparring with a man called Bill McCurry, yeah, who was actually kind of like Ali-esque in his boxing, would hit and run, hit and run, so we were just sparring. I think Foreman goes to throw a shot, and he catches him with an elbow, and it cuts his eye. So George Foreman's cut, so the fight got cancelled for six weeks. Right mm -hmm. now, this way, after all, that Don King's a bad man because Don King said, Right, well, the fight, the fight's not going to happen. I told you what we're going to do, we're going to bring in um, Joe Frazier, so we're going to do Ali Free. That's a fight everyone wants to see. And Ali said, No, brother, I want to fight George Ford for the world title because we're in Africa. Now, this is a symbolic symbol, and it was. Don King that said this is the last time that we we left Africa in droves and chains and now we're going back in splendor as champions of the world. That was a serious <laughs> statement that was made then by Don King. So people talk about all these skullduggeries and Don King's this and that and that, but for the man to have pulled off that move mm. and said, like, listen, we need to put we need to put um, Zaire on the map, right? Now, how are we going to put Zaire on the map? We're going to put you on the map by what? He said, like, you could start a war, that's going to put you on the map, but wars cost way more than $10 million, right? He coaxed the president of to part with $10 million for that fight. Say that again, Spence. He coaxed the president, C.C. Seikumabutu, to hand over $10 million to make that fight. Hmm... Right, that was unprecedented, unheard of money in 1974. Interesting, that was crazy, very, very informative. I know there's a lot of people that have no had no idea about this knowledge you're spitting. Big up Bobby Wright, thank you for the 449. He said, Bless up Tundi Spencer and Gary Tundi on the mic, Spence with the knowledge, Gary with the cam, and he says he loves this. And guess what. Big up, Bobby Wright. <laughs> the one and only. Spenny, continue. Right. Remember, go, if we, I were here, I'm telling everybody, just go and watch George Foreman versus Ken Norton. And you see what George Foreman does to Ken Norton in two rounds. You'd think to yourself, Ali's going to fight this man, eh? The mm. way George Foreman clap out Ken Norton to was horrible, was horrible. And the same kind of thing. George Foreman, 
when Ken, Ken Norton, Ken Norton was trained by Eddie Futch at that time, right? Ken Norton looks at Eddie Futch and he says to Eddie Futch, in the ring, you know, similar to what Andy Joshua did when he asked Clifton Mitchell, like, how <laughs> do you fight this man? <laughs> Come on. Alexander Wilson, speaking of the Rumble in the Jungle, what are your thoughts on the Rumble in the Jungle? Isn't that what we're talking about? Oh, documentary, when we were kids. Oh, when we were kids. Karen... In incredible, incredible, incredible um, awards. I think that was made in 96. I think they made that documentary. It won an Academy Award. It won an Academy Award for Best Documentary. Incredible documentary. I used to, you know what? I used to, I used to watch that documentary religiously. Religiously. You'd come to my house and I'd always have that on as a kid. But I used to watch that religiously. That was a mm -hmm. fantastic um, documentary, really, really thought out, told a lot of stories, told, yeah, an incredible documentary. I'll tell anyone, go watch that. It's wicked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do it. Let's let's say a few more, one or two more early quotes. Um, he said, it's just a job. Grass grows, birds fly. Waves pound the sun. I beat people up. <laughs> Muhammad Ali has got buzz. He said, I'm not the greatest. I'm the double greatest. <laughs> and he said, live every day as if it were your last. Because someday you're going to be right. Yep. 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 The one and only. Uh, Fifi, let me just say. Uh, Fifi said, Ben and General, and Ben and General ran out of their pounds and dollars today. All jokes aside, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get you, I get you. <laughs> ben, bruv, Ben Oden better come up in here because <laughs> man's busting joke about you now, Ben. Anyway, Ben and General ran out of their pounds and dollars today. All jokes aside, Spencer, what is your opinion on Ali and Fraser's relationship? That ended sour. It's sad now that the friendship that friendships ended. You know, you know how it is. It's just like you know how it goes. Is this their their friend their friendship ended ended sour? Bottom line, they were never friends. Mm. Right? They were mm. respectful. They had it, and it was. Do you remember Butch Lewis, the man that was Michael Spence's manager? And he had the bow tie with, the, with with no, no shirt. shirt. That's it. Right? <laughs> Come on. He he used to work for Joe Frazier, right? So he worked for Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier that that pushed him into to becoming a promoter. So Butch Lewis, um, Joe um, Ali was downtown. This is when Ali was. Uh, this must be nineteen seventy. Ali was didn't get his license back yet, and they meet each other. And Joe Frazier is driving in his Cadillac, and Ali jumps in his Cadillac, and they're driving, and and Ali was like, "Yeah, man, they're all talking." That the Ali's back from financial trouble at this time as well because you know he ain't been fighting and everything else. And Joe Frazier pulls him off a couple thousand dollars and gives it, right? And Butch was just saying the crazy thing was this: is like I was sat in the back, and they're referring to each other as champ. Like, how you doing, champ? No, I'm good, champ. They're champ. They both call each other champ, right? As and they're talking respectfully and thinking like, 
Joe knows his situation and Joe pulls him off some money and gives it to him, right? As soon as Ali pulls outside, I think it's a Waldorf Astoria hotel, pulls outside the hotel, yeah, with Joe Frazier, yes, and walks out. As soon as he walks out, he just switches on Joe Frazier. Like, Joe, you ugly. I'm going to whoop you. You ain't nobody. And Joe Frazier mm. thinking, Rob, Bridget, I just gave you some money. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. Right? So, I think a lot of this had to do with the fact that... <laughs> man heard what you said. Fifi, man heard what you said, Spencer. Fifi, Ben Odom heard what you said. He said, Fifi, you said what? Happy <laughs> birthday to the greatest. 78, where you at home, boy? And that's 50 pounds from the one and only Ben Oden, Mr. Intelligent Chat. That's what we call him. No, no he's Mr. Ben sponsoring Oden. the show. That's who he is, man. He's Mr. I'm sponsoring the show. Seriously. But we may need to DM us so we can know what he does. I want to find out what the brother does, man. I mean, that's what I want to find out. Don't, don't, ask, don't ask no questions and you get told no lies. Just come yeah, with one million percent. <laughs> one million percent. One million percent. Carry on, Spencer. Let's go answer this call. Yeah. So I'm saying the film of the film of Muhammad Ali and um, Joe Frazier, they they were never friends. They were competitors. They had mutual respect for each other, and I think that mutual respect lasted up to the day that they died. But it was more to the fact of the bitterness that they had. And remember also, Joe Frazier literally died penniless. There's a man that made millions of dollars from the fight game. Um, and he, 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 he died with, with, with no real money. But Joe Frazier's a man. I don't think he could understand the fact of why Ali was so endeared and so loved by the people. Because Joe... Jones that the moves that's like get down, down, dirty fighter. And another thing, go watch Joe Frazier's 1969 fight, him versus Jerry Corey. If that fight don't blow your mind, something's wrong. That's when two men just learned how to just come forward and stay in the pocket and deliver left hooks and right hands at each other. An incredible demonstration of boxing by these guys. Go and watch that fight. And if that don't do something for you, then something's wrong with you. I mean that, and I really do mean that. Gary Frop, any questions out of there, Gary, please? Come on, Gary. I've got to put my glasses on here. What's that? Dino. Dino says, 60s Ali versus 70s Ali. Who would win? That's an excellent question. Huh? That is a really good question. It's, it's a, and I'm going to say it's a difficult one to answer. But I would have gone for the 70s Ali to beat the 60s Ali. And the reason being is because I believe that the 70s Ali was a lot smarter. The 60s Ali was learning his trade, right? Uh, but he didn't have that experience. And he was very, very fast. He was incredibly fast. He was incredibly fast. At the time, they were saying that he... he he was the fastest puncher ever. Um, they ran it through film to check of the speed of the shots that came out. And it was like it was Sugar Leonard that held the record for how many frames per, per, per picture that would go through when they did it on that count. We go through the count. But Ali was actually faster than Ray Robertson. So I would say 
I would have gone for the seventies, well, especially the Ali that the Ali that fought George Foreman showed us a very very cleverness and like I remember like one time George, um, Floyd Mayweather was trying to build it with that like what was clever about just staying on the ropes and making a man punch away at you? There was nothing clever about it. I'm saying it was benign bravery to stay on the ropes and let George Foreman wail away at you and get tired. And taught him at the same time. And then look at the crisp jabs that Ali was throwing. And they're really crisp jabs he was throwing at George Foreman from a defensive mode with his hands held up high. Very clever. And also in that fight, Angelo Dundee deliberately slackened the ropes. Because you know when the ropes are tight and you're back on the ropes and punching, you can't even well, but you can't even lean back on it because it's going to push you forward. Yes. Angelo Dundee was seen prior to the fight. Loosening the ropes on the turnbuckle, he must have he must have paid Mike Goodall or someone. <laughs> yeah, Mike Goodall was probably there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, loosening the ropes, son. It was loosening the ropes. So I would, I would, I would actually say that the set is a very difficult question because the sixties Ali was was at his peak and he was he was nuts fast. But I just think that that old man, just the old man, but that who weren't too old. You know what I mean? The thirty-two-year-old Ali who won by the World Heavyweight Crown. Maybe, just maybe, I, I reckon that he would have beaten the younger Ali. Mm. Fifi, he said, haha, it's all respect. Oh, let, me, let me put it up. Fifi said, ha, it's all respect, Ben. I'm, lo I'm loaded today, waiting for the Americans. We're on the same team. Time to plant the European flag on the American... <laughs> on the Americans ground. All right, cool. So we've got two men back in the UK, but the, the, the Yanks are nowhere to be seen today, Spence. They're nowhere to nowhere. be seen. Unfortunately, you know I mean? Unfortunately, we should have caught my man back on the show, but I don't want to drain out seven eight pockets today. You know what I mean? All right. We, well, listen, we've done an hour and I, I feel that we've more than paid respect oh, come to on, the one and only Muhammad Ali, the greatest ever. But let's... I mean, I can see a few... It was a question I was thinking, but I didn't know whether to ask it. I didn't, I didn't, I was thinking, is it kind you know, of you know what we do? You know what we Ralph do Hudson, Ralph Hudson, he says, who would trouble a prime Muhammad Ali the most out of the current crop of heavyweights? The current crop of heavyweights, I think a guy that would have troubled Ali uh, would have been Tyson Fury because of his size. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I think, think Tyson Fury... You don't think Anthony Joshua would have no, been in there? I don't. I'm going to be real. I mean, who's the cake more clever than Ali? Mm. Right, I don't. I think I think Anthony Joshua would have been tailor-made. I think Anthony Joshua would have been tailor-made for, for Muhammad Ali. I'm just thinking. Um, Muhammad Ali was the first heavyweight to be three-time heavyweight champion of the world. Is Anthony Joshua... In danger of doing the same thing? Not in danger. It's not in danger. There's <laughs> a great possibility of Anthony Joshua doing the same thing. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. He put a, a great, in a danger. Just, that was a play on that was a play on words. Yeah, but, I, I like this. Um, he actually could become a three-time heavyweight champion, and you know, yeah. you know the way uh, AJ dresses. He kind of like he he wears the long boots, the white robe. And you know, listen, it's dream it, believe it, become it. You know, if you want to, you know, uh, the mark of a genius is following the greats and becoming the greats. So, although he will never be a Muhammad Ali, he's, he's actually. He's, as long as we know that. It could happen. And that's not, you know, 
That's no disrespect to Anthony Joshua, right? Here, no. Here's the difference. The difference is that Ali was boxing when he was 12 years old. Mm. Then from when he was 12. From mm. when they stole his bicycle and he runs into a police officer called Joe Martin and Joe Martin takes him down the gym. And then he goes on a TV show called Tomorrow's Champions, right? And I remember his dad, Ali's dad, Rudy, um, Rudy Clay, was saying that he knew his son was going to be a champion from when he had his first amateur fight. He was a 12-year-old and he boxed a 16-year-old kid who had fights, quite a few fights. And he said, the way my son broke up this boy. Wow. I wow. Said, I know my son's going to be a champion. The knowledge. The knowledge. Yeah. So the knowledge. The, the game, the, like, like I said, you know I mean the, the the game's the game, and we have to appreciate and love this sport. We gotta love it, man. Bottom line, we gotta love it. Absolutely, spread. To, 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 to answer to answer the question of the current crop, I'm saying Tyson Fury because of his size, and I think that Tyson Fury has a decent boxing IQ, but I think you'd have given Ali Chong because of his size, nothing else. Because I'm gonna be real. I think George Schwarm, probably George Schwarm will knock out everybody right now in the heavyweight division. Mm, a young George Schwarm. A young George Schwarm will knock out all of these boys. I'm mm, telling you that. Now, you're afraid you would have messed up a lot of these boys badly. With that left hook catch, you're gonna know what time of day it is. Mm, and what I noticed mm. also is like um, Tyson is susceptible to overhand rights and left hooks. Dylan White, Dylan White, Dylan White is susceptible to left hooks, but not as not as much as how Andy Joshua is susceptible to left hooks. Andy Joshua is very very susceptible to left hooks. Yeah, it was a so left hook that, that, that Dylan caught him with. That wobbled it was him. Left hook. That left hook was being vicious, man. When he got yeah, but he took it, he took it, he took it, and come back. When he got caught with that left hook, he was listening to Fedekuti and everybody in there was seeing all that once. But he took it and he come, he took it and come back, Spence. No, he did. That hook was serious, though. I'm just being wrong. That left hook was serious. I mean, so that's why that's the next one. People question like Andy Joshua's heart. How can you question his heart? I've seen him get clapped a couple times. I told you. I, I, I mean, we've been said that you know that 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 conversation and that we've yeah. we spoke about this over and over again. Um, uh, Raphael Hudson says the white robe. Ah, uh, uh, guys, Spence. I'll I'll, I'll 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 read out the question. It says the white robe worn in a Sunny Liston fight is going to uh going on auction and is expected to fetch around half a million. Any bids? I don't know any bids right now, but I know Ben Oldman could throw a bid in there. He most probably could buy that. But that, 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 that's it. You know, I'll be looking forward to that. So it's the white robe that Ali wore the first fight against Ben Listen, which was February 25th, 1964. If that is up for auction, that's going to that's gonna go for a lot of money. That much I can tell you. That's going to go for a lot of money. Hot bid says, let me put on these glasses because I'm doing it from my phone. Hot bid says, is Ali the first boxer to run backwards? No, but I think he's, a, he's like, he's the first properly recorded boxer to run backwards. But I've seen film footage of Sugar Robinson running backwards 
And nobody can't tell me that the great Willie Peck, the former world featherweight champion, never used to run backwards because he did because I read his book. <laughs> Man said, Ben Odom is at the yard undercover. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, listen, ladies and gentlemen, um, Spencer's rubbing his eyes. No, no, I've rubbed my eyes for this. You know what, Tom? You know what, before we go, I think we should open up the live to people to come on and speak their talk, you know? What, right now? Right now. Send that, yeah, can send... we do that? I don't know if yeah, that's we possible. we can, because they can click, they can click um, Gary, and we could do that. We could make people come onto the live. Uh, well, well, if that if that's possible, Gary, let's let's get a few people on live. Yeah, I mean, um, Gary could put the live. Few... Gary could put the live link inside um, the comments right now, and people will just kick in the thing. We tell everyone keep it decent and clean because if you don't, we will just cut you off. Is that is that a goal, Gary? Gary's thinking he wants to go to bed, bro. Mm, yeah, Gary said mm, that. Don't, that that's not really how it works, Spence. Of course you can do that. No, no, you can't get it. Don't work like that. But maybe, I don't know. He said, you, I, I guarantee it can work. It can work. If you put the if you put the link to the show in the comment section. Yes. Like people yeah, can. That, that's a good question. Who wants to come yeah. on live and maybe say something about Ali? Maybe give a thought. So yeah, ask, throw any, any questions us, to me and, me ask, and the Master Genius turn. Ask either of us a question. Yeah. Let's Let's see. Anyone wants to come on live, just message the comment comments box and and uh, let's go. Miss Ringside VIP says one hundred percent she wants to come on live. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, good evening, unks. Love the boxing education. Looking forward to Danny Jacobs at the Ali Pali next month. A great venue where Spencer's last fight was at the Ali Pali. My first ever award in boxing was at the Ali Pali. Um. Yeah, so we got some history there, Spence. Yeah, you know what? I'll go to that fight, you know. Uh, I like John Ryder. He's one of the gorilla. I know Danny Jacobs. I know Danny Jacobs from me. He was like 17, 18 years old when I was out in New York quite regularly. I, knew I remember Reese. Remember Reese Shigeri? He was over there with them man there. I remember he was talking about this uh, Danny Jacobs. Danny Jacobs. As a young Sometimes man, he said, said Coros. He said Platts like that. Yes. Yes. You know I mean? Okay, so anyone on, I think anyone on live has to send that wants to be in the live, send Gary your email address and it'll send no, you no, the link. Can, Gary, no, no, you don't see that. All Gary's all Gary got to do is put the link to the thing inside the comment section. And people click on it and Gary can choose who he wants to put on it. Okay, Gary. I'll leave that to you. You know I mean? Put these, do some 419 business right now. Any more questions you got for up here, Gary? Yep, there you see the stream yards being put up now by Gary. Anyone can click in um, and we'll, we'll, we'll bring you on the show. So I'm waiting for Gary to just deal with what going to deal with. Because Gary is the man with the cam, but he's also the man with the with the, with the computer skills. Because I ain't got a clue. I can just talk this stuff, but I ain't got a clue. Now, 
next time perhaps English isn't my language. Now, yo, Fifi, regardless that English isn't your language, but big up for all of the support that you do for the show. That's from me and Twindy and Gary for the fighters, right? You know what I mean? Because you're always back in the team, always jumping on our lives. And that means a lot. You're always commenting. And when you subscribe, you're always ticking the like button. So those things mean a hell of a lot to me, you know, because it's just too much. Just... Me and Tony would talk like this on the phone anyway. So we might as well say, like, we'll just go give that to you guys so you can hear what we've got to say about the sport. It's a sport that I emphatically love. Any more questions? I don't know where Tundi's run off to hide to. You know, the next thing is this. We used to get Fury would be Ali, major music. Um, I think you're getting taken away by Fury beating Deontay Wilder. You know? That's what I think you're being taken away with. I think Fury would have given him trouble because of his size, but... I can't see Fury beating Muhammad Ali. I'm going to be real. Of the, of the past champions who have boxed, who I could see, like, I reckon would have given Ali trouble. I reckon really both would have given him trouble, you know? I'm going to be real with you. I reckon. I reckon he would have given him trouble. I'm trying to think of the other guys who I think would have given him trouble. And Van der Holyfield, maybe. Yes, champ. What are you saying? Now I'm doing a live right now, but I'm saying the great Muhammad Ali's birthday today. I see that you posted it today. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is Lennox Lewis I'm talking to. What was your feelings on... I know you used to love Ali. What was your feelings on Ali, Lennox? Great man, you know. I kind of uh, used him as a hero and a, 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 a model for, even for my boxing because, you know, I would, I would always think, you know, if they put me in a movie or in a skit, would Muhammad Ali do it? Yeah. Very so, true, very true. Yeah, I remember when you said, I remember you said that, sorry to cut you, I remember you said that on Des O'Connor in, in 1991, the Des O'Connor Tonight Show, and they asked you, would you ever do pantomime? And you said Lennox Lewis would never wear a skirt. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and, and then also in my boxing career, I would think, well, what would Muhammad Ali do? Okay. And then, you know, it's like, if I'm getting hit, be like, yo, I'm not, pra I'm not practicing for like a bother size thing like a beat, you know, don't, uh, don't get hit, you know, uh, movement, you know, if, you know, I look at my fights and say, what, what, did, what would Muhammad Ali do? He'd be moving, making sure he's balanced, he'd be jabbing. Like, if, you see, your, your fight with Razor Ruddock. October 31st, 1992. Halloween night. Halloween night. I'll never forget that because I remember going to that fight and sneaking my way down to ringside and I sat beside your mum for that fight. You know? Right? Yeah. And like, I remember, I remember that fight and I would say to anybody, go and watch Lennox Lewis versus Ray Rock because you was hitting a movie very reminiscent to Muhammad Ali. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you need to kind of cut your hair like Muhammad Ali as well a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 she did, Leonard. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that fight there, it was the way you boxed in that fight. I know you was watching Ali because the way that you was popping. Oh, someone's got a question for you. It said, Spence, please ask Lennox, is Ray Mercer his toughest ever? He's fought. Is Ray Mercer the toughest you ever fought? No, no, it wasn't. It was, uh, I, every fight is tough because every fight you prepare for differently. Mm -hmm. So for Ray Mercer, I was prepared for that. You know what I mean? They then put me in a small ring and, you know, trying to take advantage of, you know, his inside fighting, but they were testing my heart, but I proved that I had a big heart, so. Bro, let me tell you this. When man would turn around and say, oh, Lennox Hughes can't take a shot, Lennox Hughes didn't have no heart, that fight shut all the critics up. Because when I watch, like, um, fights of yours, like, the negative from, like, Larry Merchant, the negative that them man there, it's like they had some different... You know why? Because you weren't American. Right. The hatred that they had for you, you know, was some different level. Some yeah. different level. So what, what What? was your toughest fight then, Lennox? If that wasn't, which one? Since I could answer Ben Oldham. Which was your toughest fight? Yeah. You know, tough fights, I don't look at them as tough fights. I look at them as learning experiences. Okay. Such as, if I had difficulty with you, it's like, okay, I'll go back and say, well, what was the difficulty? And try and correct that. So I wouldn't say... They're tough fights. I just, you know, no fight's going to be easy. Everybody's going to have their own uh, remedy that we have to put in to solve their, to solve how they box. Okay. And some fights I would learn as we get into the fights, or some fights I would learn before the fight, and and, and these tactics would work. Right. And next thing, since it's Muhammad Ali's birthday, a lot of people do not know, right, that when Muhammad Ali, when the Muhammad Ali... Um, sports centers were opened, right? But I know. Lennox Lewis donated $250,000 towards the Muhammad Ali Foundation, right? And I remember Colin Hart asked you, no, sorry, not Colin Hart, Jeff Powell, who used to write for The Independent, said, Lennox, why did you do that? And Lennox you said, well, it's Muhammad Ali, and done. Yeah, it's, it's Muhammad Ali. I mean, I'm glad I'm still the one that's gave the most money towards his foundation. But I, I, I think that his foundation is a great foundation. Mom Dali is the greatest. And he would, he would always, uh, forever, be the greatest. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Fifi says, Spence, can you give Lennox Lewis greetings from the Netherlands? And also, how much more can you improve when you change trainers like AJ is doing? Thanks, Spence. All right. Well, that's an easy question because the, the new trainer is going to obviously come with his own philosophy and, and what um, AJ needs. So he will help him because he will be teaching him something AJ's never taught, uh, known before. And it's a different philosophy. So I'm not saying if it's a good philosophy or a bad philosophy. I'm, I imagine that it's an, an improvement because he probably sees some uh, places where uh, AJ needs to improve, so he will be uh, give give some good good um, good antidotes to uh, okay up against him. Okay, this is what I like to know is like 
if those guys were fighting in your day, Len, right? Like, I say, like, your top three all-time heavyweights, Tundi, Ajayi, Trainer, and Iyad said that you are the best heavyweight of all time, right? Um, he, thank uh, you, thank you, Tundi. No, that's what Tundi believes. He said, listen, I remember, like, yeah. after Yard came second best against, second best against Lyndon Arthur, he was coming and said, I want some certain fights to go study, boop, boop, boop. Again, five fights of yours to study. Again, five fights of Larry Holmes to study. Uh, I gave him some Michael Spinks to study. I gave him some Mike Tyson. I gave him some Sugar Lennox. I gave him quite a few fights. He was on it. And he come back. He said, you know what? Lennox Lewis is the greatest heavyweight of all time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, listen. Great. You know, I, I look I look at myself as one of the greats because I, I don't think we can ever be there can never be one great guy in in uh, in history because there's different eras. Different guys came at different eras. It would be great if one if all ten guys came the same era, then we can say yeah, yeah, yeah. But we came at different eras. We had different things that uh, affected us, things, different things that motivated us, and different things that we fought for. So. Uh, but we all wanted, wanted to be champions, and we all uh, realized that uh, you know it, it, it takes a lot of work to be champion, and we, we we sacrificed and we made it. So I'm in a room full of of men that made it. Okay, there are certain fights in your career, Lennox, that that didn't happen to you, yeah. And you, like Ali, was a man that was world heavyweight champion three times. A lot of people seem to forget that. Right? Actually, two times. No. That's three? Of course it's three. Uh, right? Uh, okay. Right? I'm that was no, because maybe you want to take away the time. No, maybe you want to take away the time that when you was awarded the WBC crown um, after you beat Razor Ruddock in 92, right? Yeah. The 31st the thirty first of October. Maybe you want to, maybe you want to sugar, I say no, but then you lost the title, regained the title, lost the title again, again against Hassan Ratman, and then that hellacious knockout is one of the most brutalist knockouts in heavyweight boxing history, where you clapped him out and he landed on on top of the Don King crown inside the ring. So yeah. that makes you a free. To, by my counts, I don't know my math ain't that good, but my counts that's three times, right? Listen, if I if I didn't lose, I would not know how great I am. One million percent. Right. Ren71, thank you for the five pounds on this. says, Lennox, has there ever been... Lennox has never been given the credit he deserves. Great champion. Yes, big up, big up. Yes, enough people said that. Enough people uh, are saying that. But you know what I mean? My reward comes with age. I'm like fine wine. I get better in time. And we're, we're, we're seeing that now. If you was around today, how do you believe that you would have gotten against the likes of Andy Joshua, against a Klitsch, against a, not Klitschko, against a Fury, um, against uh, a Dylan White, against a Deontay Wilder? How do you believe you would have gotten against those guys? Well, you know, I look at, I look at that as, you know, this era of fighters. And, you know, as, as fighters, as champions, where we learn to say to, to ourselves, like, nobody can't beat us. Nobody can't defeat us. As a champion, we're built that way. Does, and, and, and I find it doesn't really matter what era we come from. Mm. So 
I don't really, I don't really want to say anything. I think it's really up to the people because the people watch us the, the most. I will say, yeah, I can beat everybody. Yeah. And another person, another heavyweight, say, no, I can beat everybody. But that's what they're supposed to say. I don't, I don't hold it against them. So you know what I'm gonna say. You know, I'm the pugilist specialist. One million percent. And no guy tests. Um, ben Oldham, thank you for your 50 pounds. Ben Oldham says, Lord Lennox, did you cut corners with training camp for Vitali? You seemed exhausted. Well, let me tell you, I wasn't supposed to fight Vitali. Uh, I was supposed to fight a guy from Canada, Kurt Johnson. Kurt Johnson, you're the most, yeah. you didn't have to train for Kurt Johnson, I know that for a fact. But, right. And he caught me. He caught me at the beginning of the year. I was supposed to fight Klitschko uh, at the end of the year, but they paid Kurt Johnson not 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 for not, him not to fight. So they tried to set you up. Do you? That was right. HBO. That, that, that was HBO, right? HBO saying that oh, we only got one day. You should take it. Talking to Manny, telling Manny oh, he should take it. You know things like that. I wasn't fully ready on my off of my training, but it was a chance to you know affect the next era. So I did. I said if I if I be everybody in my era and the best guy in the next era, that's two eras in one. Right. So you see, with the retirement, a lot of people and even Manuel Stewart, because Emmanuel Stewart kind of kind of turned on you as well, because Emmanuel Stewart was saying nah, you should come back and fight Vitaly. That's when he's working with him, right? Yeah. So he's looking to he's looking to pay off for another house, right? Yeah. Um, why he did knows he knows it would have been problems for Vitaly? Yeah. Yeah, he knows. So this is something. Did you learn this from like Ali? Because like, did you learn from the mistakes of Ali? Like, you watch right throughout history. We're looking on fighters. Joe Lewis went on too long. You know what I mean? Ali went on too long. Did you learn from when you sit down and watching these old great champions going on too long? You think, well, I just not gonna go on too long. I'm gonna, I know, like, this is it for me now. You know what I mean? Because you. It was easy. It was easy for me because I used to tell everybody that Muhammad Ali is my hero, and they say, yeah, he's a great boxer. But then you think he boxed too long. Look what, look at him now. Look at the state of him now. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He may have boxed a bit too long, but you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna retire when it's the right time. So I wanted to retire at the right time. I did, I wanted to leave with all my faculties and uh, you know leave a champion. I think you done I think you done all of those kind of things because yeah. you left with your faculties, you left as a champion, and and also you left remarkably wealthy, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. No, wait, I'm telling you. What do you mean? You got a beautiful wife and children. You know what I mean? You know when God blows that shine on you? I'm saying, like, when in, if I was to look back at your career, right, the fight that was, that made the whole of Great Britain be on a standstill was your fight when you fought, was that 94? It was 94? Uh, when, when you fought, October 94, when you fought Frank Bruno. Yeah, I was gonna say Razor Ronnie too. No, nah, Razor no, no, that was a big fight. The Razor Ronnie fight was a big, trust me, that was a big fight because I remember then the Razor the Razor Ronnie fight. I was nineteen years old, 
I was working for a financial company then. I remember I bought tickets for me, my partner at the time, and Danny Williams. And we went to the fight. And we and the £50 tickets were up in the gods. And I told you, I wrangled my way down. Wrangled my way down. I told you, around with your cousin. I wrangled my way down. And I got around to ringside to watch that fight. And to me, that was surreal because there was great guys there. Because on the undercard, you had um, Espana beating Merdrick Taylor for the WBA World Weight Crown. And I got... What a, great, what a, what a great fight that was. Wicked fight. But I at the time when I was there, I got to, I got to meet... Yeah, I mean, I, I got to meet George Benton, who's an incredible trainer. And I got to meet him. Yeah. He was a wicked fighter as well, but I got to meet, I got to meet all that. I was like, yeah, I got to meet Mike McCollum, took pictures with those guys. That fight was a big, big fight. But the fight that had Great Britain on standstill, the fight of Britain, that was the Battle of Britain, was your fight against Frank Bruno. How good was, how good was Frank Bruno? Well, you know, you know the funny thing, right? I used to see Frank Bruno on TV boxing, and you know he would do well. And I'm like, yo, why are they giving Frank Bruno easier opponents for? He's, I, I want to knock that guy out. I want to knock that guy out. So I actually thought Frank Bruno was a bit easier than I expected. So when I went in the in the ring, I went in a little bit cold. You know, he was a bit warm. I was I was I was cold, but. He started fast. I mean, he started with this job, and, and I could hear him going, doom, doom, doom. so he wanted to took me. You know, I'm going to be real with you. I knew he was in trouble in that fight. From when you came out to, to your Bob Marley track, chase those crazy barleds, right? And, <laughs> and, Frank Bruno, and Frank Bruno was in the ring skanking. Remember, Frank Bruno started skanking, you know, you know like the roots of culture, because... I remember you said some geography things about Frank. You called him my Uncle Tom and that, and that burned him. That burned him, you know? Yeah. And so Frank yeah. Bruno, Frank Bruno really wanted to give it to you, you know that? Yeah. He wanted to give I, it to you. No, no. He was, he was out to get me. Even the fact that when I caught him, he was giving me some, <laughs> some little <laughs> uppercuts. And to me, it was, that was like a little bit of a disrespect. So I kind of launched out at him like, yo, Big left go. Yeah, big effort. And then you, yeah, that's then, Mickey then Van was the referee. Right. Then he did his drunken master style, so I was coming after him, and the referee saved him a couple times. That he was did. Ref at the time. Yeah, yeah, he pushed me back because I was out to slaughter. And then, um, you know, obviously, you know, it was 15 unanswered punches, so it didn't, the refs did have to stop him. Boy, that is serious. Like I said, um, Jason Reynolds. Was... Hey, let me tell you. When the when the Battle of Britain comes with two British heavyweights, it's serious business. Serious, serious business. That's like yo, you know, who will be king? Type of thing. Yeah. yeah. So you know, in the future, that you know, there might be another Battle of Britain again. And it, it is who will be king? Well, there could be a Battle of Britain. Hopefully, we could see um, Tyson Fury versus Dylan White in a Battle of Britain. But I think the real Battle of Britain is not going to be at heavyweight, but be at light heavyweight. And it's going to be anti-yard. But anti-yard hopefully um, destroys this Smith brother for the WBO World Light Heavyweight title. And it will be Joshua Watsi, because I know Joshua Watsi came out to Lennox Foundation as well. But those yeah. two men ending up fighting, and that will be the real Battle of Britain. Okay. Okay.
Okay, well, is that going to be this year? Well, we, we, we don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, I mean, Tundi's, um, not only is Tundi Anthony Yard's manager, but he's his trainer. So, hopefully they get the fight against um, Smith. Um, and when they get Joe Smith, he box on the weekend. And if they get that, because everyone's trying to run down the Canelo fight. Because it's like people don't want to fight no more. They just want to earn as much money as they can and just retire. Listen, now, they, like, they want to fight. Listen, all I want you to do is watch Marvin Hagler Mugabe. Come on, man. You want to see a, a middleweight fight? Come watch on. that fight. Come on, man. <laughs> Yesterday, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Come on, man. That was... Um, that was... Um, October of 85, 80, no, of 84. No, of, 80, of 86, sorry, of 86. May of 86, my apologies. Big boy fight. Big, big boy yeah. fight. You know, you know what's, what's so big about it is because Mugabe is coming up and saying, yo, I beat everybody at my wedding down here. I'm coming out to you. And this is how he's ready to drop bigger man and rougher man. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but like I was saying, Jason Reynolds is in agreement with Tundi saying, yeah, Lennox Lewis is the best heavyweight of all time. Tundi well, I can, that. I can say that for myself. Good evening, Lennox Lewis. Good, good, good evening, Mr. Lennox. Good evening, Mr. Lennox. All right. Bless him. Yes, sir. I, I, I was telling Spencer a, a, a while back, after going through your illustrious career, there is no doubt in my mind that Lennox Lewis is one of, if not the greatest heavyweights of all time. Man, That's what I'm saying. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. The athleticism, yeah. the power, the athleticism, the power, the, the confidence, everything was there. It's something I have to push in my fighter because you as a general, you as a general, and I, and I love the, yeah. the whole composure, the aura. You didn't need to talk bad about a man. You just right. went in there and broke up a man. And and and, and I, I respect you highly, Lennox. Trust me. Hey, give highly thanks, man. Highly thanks for real. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Man. Yes, sir. Yes, okay. sir. They use and and and, and, and my, my version just signed a um a heavyweight. Uh, you know, I think you know him. Um, um, Spencer Courtney just signed a heavyweight who signed for a boxer Jamie something Jamie TV okay but I'm encouraging any young he aspiring heavyweight to lock yourself in a room and watch Lennox Lewis just push on Lennox Lewis tape and learn the art of boxing that's what I'm telling and, you and not, you know not only that you talk about the art of boxing the way Lennox Lewis could throw you with the jab you know that jab yes, was serious you know? yes sir Yes, sir. Listen, yes, sir. Listen, all I have to say is, you know, there's a guys that have me in the gym right now on tape where they put me, put my fights on to show people this is the way you need to do this. Yes. You know? So yes. I'm glad that I'm able to do that. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, one question I wanted to ask you, Lennox, um, is how do you feel? How do you feel the training has differed? to the time when you was boxing as opposed to today's training? How do you train opposed to your training methods? Listen, what I found when I was training, you know, is that going away, getting away from the, the, the everyday hustle and bustle, your wife, your friends, and 
totally focusing on, on boxing was the best thing for me because I set certain, um, you know, disciplines of myself. You know, there's a hill that's three miles up on a steady incline at my training camp. That's what I have to do. I have to run that every day to make sure that I'm in great shape. And yes. boxing every day, bringing in the right guys every day. But I couldn't do that at home, so I found I found a great training camp in the Poconos. Anytime I came off the hill, no guy test. <laughs> Come on. The only, the only fight I wasn't really prepared for was uh, uh, the Klitschko fight because he took me right after I bought Tyson. And we had a great Christmas and a great, like, you know, great few months on holiday and then when I came back I wasn't supposed to start with him but I, I jumped ahead somebody jumped the queue and I started with him this man was training for me already so mm. but at my worst I still beat him yes sir uh, like yes, Ben Oldham's yes, got sir. another question in yes um, Ben he says, says go on. Go on, yeah he says who wins the Lennox Lewis that fought Razor or the Bow that fought Holyfield? In what fight? He's saying, who wins the Lennox that fought Razor? He meant to me versus the Bow that fought Holyfield. One. So the Riddick Bow, the Riddick Bow that fought Evander Holyfield, which, I mean, people need things to forget. That fight was only a week apart, you know, right? The Lennox Lewis that, that when you beat Razor Rudder, would you have beaten the Riddick Bowl that beat Holyfield? All right. I can answer that question by telling you to do some research. Look what <laughs> happened to Tyrell Biggs when I met him in professionals. This is three years after the Olympics. All I was lacking was a little, uh, you know, I was lacking experience. Now that I got the experience, Experience, he was in trouble. Pure clock and get. <laughs> <laughs> he covers the button. Come on, wait there. You hear that? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yes, sir. So if yes, you'd have sir. Fought, do you think you'd have knocked out Riddick Ball if you'd have fought the Riddick Ball of 1992 that fought Evander Hollywood? Yes, sir. Galata, Galata, and you knock out Galata vicious in one round. Yeah, that was a big boy victory. That was an awesome performance. Awesome performance. Because a lot of people didn't think he was going to win that fight, you know? The shock, the shock on Galata's face when he hold the right hand. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. Great fight. Great fight, Lennox. I mean, there's so many, so many great fights that you had. Um, credit to the sport and I just I love the way you carry yourself throughout your career and as I said uh you're a beacon for the for for the heavyweights how they're supposed to conduct themselves how they're supposed to train and and yeah and you know you you finish your career full faculties um 
and and you look like you can move around today. I see you in a little interview the other day, and 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 read it most step up. You look like you was gonna harass him and the thing. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you. <laughs> I see that. I see that. I see that. You were sharp. You were sharp. I see you was even looking in the direction of the cameraman. <laughs> you yeah. were looking in the direction of the cameraman like, bro, any man try it. Be ready. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. This is one thing I wanted to ask you, Len. There's talk, there's there's major talk on, like, Andy Joshua's now not training with, um, uh, what's the name again? Robert... Rob McCracken, right? And now that it's um sorry, Bobby Wright, this guy's a good guy, he's a military guy. And uh, Bobby Wright said, It's not a question. I just want to say, Lennox Lewis, you are the king. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Right. Yes, ben Oldham, yes, stop them thing there. You know, sit down, pan bought hours. I run off him more pan the next his chart. Anyway, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I want to say this with Annie Joshua, like changing training and everything else in all this part of here. But what advice would you give to Annie Joshua if he was to take this rematch with Usyk, and how would you fight Usyk if you were in his position? For me, for me, fighting uh, Usyk would be, you know, it would be a mission. It would be a mission in the sense of where I have to win this mission. I have to make it. So, you know, when you say how I would fight him, I'll go right at him. It's a war. You know, you As Tony said, roadman thing. What did I say? What did I say? What did I say? That's yep. how Anthony Joshua has to fight that so, fight. One second. And the way I like dealt with it is I gave them something they didn't know. You know, the first time that happened to me, I think it was, uh, who was that again? Uh, Zoltik Magrovich. Yeah. I started, I, I, he, he, was, he, was, he was coming, coming strong, coming strong. Then I would switch up my style on him and start giving some, some right hand leads. Mm. Mm. I'm going to watch that fight after that. Now. Watch that fight. Right hand leads, mash him up. Mm. <laughs> I have to watch that fight after the show. Uh, Miss, no, that's a big Miss, boy fight. Miss, because she, I, I saw a comment with Miss. Uh, with the right hand leads. Mm. Yes, yes. So, would you think that is going to be pivotal for Anthony Joshua in fighting a South Point Usyk to throw a lot of right hand leads and jump on him? Exactly, exactly. Miss Ringside VIP, she said, Big up Lennox. I first got into boxing at the Mike Tyson v Lennox fight 
on June 8th, 2002. I went to see this on my birthday at the Sports Cafe in Haymarket. Big up, Miss Ringside VIP. Nice. Big up, big up. Come on. So, yes, Lennox, it's been, a, it's been an amazing pleasure to have you on the show. Ask me one more question, please. All right, then. You look, get your questions in. Lennox is on a roll today. Because you usually <laughs> like to bonfire on our show. But right, but catch him today because it's Ali's birthday. Catch me, catch me today, yes. Yeah, catch him. <laughs> Michael Thompson says, just want to say a huge respect to a true great while I have the opportunity. So big up Michael Thompson. He just wants to say respect Lennox. Big up Michael Thompson. Big up, big up. Thank you very much. All right, keep your questions for him because Lennox is on a roll. I didn't want to keep him, but he's all right. Keep the questions uh, coming. Talk about the great man. All right, two more questions. Gone. All right. Um, Selena Alajula, she says, would Lennox give AJ some help as he came back from defeat and overcame in revenge? Does he think AJ has too many teachers? Lennox would be great as he could give him a good slap when needed. <laughs> I don't think Lennox is going to slap him to teach him. That's not how you teach, man. <laughs> But would you would you be up for giving AJ some advice? I, I know you two had a bit of a taff in the past, but I know you're a bigger man for all of that. Spence and tell you this. Every time I talk is advice. Simple as that. Simple as that. If yes. you don't want to listen, then you don't want to learn. If you want to listen to other people and not listen to the people that made that role already, I made that tracks already. It was a hard track, but I made it to the top. If you don't want to listen to somebody that's been there, that's up to you. Yes, and so I remember... Anybody, I, you know, if somebody's giving you advice, you got to know who's giving you the advice. And if, mm. giving, if it's coming from the right person, you got to take it. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Talk the thing, Lennox. And I remember when that thing was going on, I remember Spencer phoned me straight and he said, nah, what AJ, that's disrespect. You can't <laughs> chat up, you can't chat about Lennox like that. Lennox has been there, done it, got the t-shirt. It's best you just humble yourself and listen. But you know, a lot of these youngsters nowadays, they are misadvised. Um, but you know, it's the same adage, you know, learn from the elders, the people who have done it. And that's what that's how I got to be good, you know, because I listened and watched. Yes. And I listened to people that were older than me. I listened to people that have been there. There you go. And I didn't want you... to make their mistakes. Yes, sir. So what can you... Anything I, anything I went forward with, boy, it was thought out, so I didn't want to make those mistakes. Yes, 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 sir. Yes, sir. That's a fantastic answer there Lennox listen to people that have been there and done it you know and make sure it's coming from the right place sometimes all these people that are around you they're trying to, that's like me you know I, I've, I've got a certain way I do things and it's so funny how people want to all of a sudden become Emmanuel Stewart and Eddie Futch <laughs> and you ain't been there so what am I listening to you for you ain't been there I want to listen hey. you, you, yo, you said something so right you know, you gotta, you gotta, even, even to this degree, right? For me, 
you know, when I first came in there, you know, I got friends that are lawyers, got friends that are doctors, but do they have the degree? No. Do they have experience? No. I get doctors that have the degree and have the experience, so if anything comes up, they've met it already. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, so that's sir. why I said yes, surround yourself with the feet. If you're paying them, make sure they're experts. One million percent. <laughs> uh, and seeing yes. as we're talking about ex experts, yeah, you've seen that the WBC has offered, have made a purse split for Tyson Fury versus Dylan White, and they've put it out as 80-20 um, in favour of Tyson Fury. If you was Dylan White, yeah, would you take that just to say you're fighting for the world heavyweight title? And what do you think would happen if Tyson Fury meets up with Dylan White? That's cut out this bit. Sorry, sorry, Lennox, 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 we never got the first part of your... Lennox, can you say that again? Because we never got the first part of what you said. It cut out. Oh, I was saying that me and, me and Dylan White are different fighters. I was yeah. offered the same thing Dylan White was offered to Fox Holyfield. I said I'll take it. You know why? I'll take it because once I beat Holyfield, I can get everything. And if, it's, if, it, if it costs me to get there, as long as I get there. There you go. That is the message for Dylan White. Lennox, the great Lennox Lewis has said, he was offered the same thing and his view was once I beat him, all the belt, everything is mine. So then you have to, you have to live by his rules. So I, I believe that's the best thing as well. Spencer's really echoed what you've just said, Lennox, and um, yep. great advice. Yeah, man. I mean, how many times are you going to be able to box for the heavyweight championship of the world? <laughs> Facts. 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 Bobby Wright, thank you for your 449. He says, Lennox, if he if you was fighting today, who would you have as a trainer? <laughs> That's a good question, Bobby. That's a good question. Easy, easy question. Go on. Michael, I mean uh Tyson's Tyson Fury's trainer. Sugar uh, Hill. Sugar Hill. <laughs> bro, Sugar Hill's over the hill, bro. <laughs> Come on, because he's carrying you're in the gonna spirit. Be, you're gonna be biased because you know Sugar Hill from is a baby, and and yeah, but you know, I've got a couple other ones, but I'm gonna keep those secret. Okay, okay. Good trainers too. Nobody knows them. Okay. Yeah. All right, then I think we're gonna All let right. the champ go now because yes, sir. it's been a great pleasure on Muhammad Ali's. Great birthday. Your closing words on Muhammad Ali for the audience on the fight is right, um, Lennox. I would say, you know, Muhammad Ali, like I said, he's a guy that a lot of boxers should try and emulate in the sense of what he believed in. You know, flow like a butterfly, sting like a bee, hit and not be hit. De uh, you know, it's better to have a good deep um, offense. That, that's, your good, that's your defense if you have a good offense. And that he was a great man, that he's, you know, he, he, he spent his life caring about people. And even through his, um, his, his thing that he went through with Parkinson's, he still gave of himself. 
So, you know, lots of love and respect goes out to this great icon, this man, Muhammad Ali, the greatest. Wicked, Lennox. Thank you very much, man. The great three-time world heavyweight champion, the last undisputed heavyweight champion. We don't even know if we're going to see another undisputed for now, you know? We don't. You know I mean? The great Lennox, the Lion, Lewis. Yeah. Listen, respect, listen, listen. no guy respect, test. Respect, no guy yeah. test. <laughs> Come on, thank you, very ladies much. and gentlemen. The black book is powerful. The <laughs> one and only knowledge to this, man. I'm telling you, when Spencer draws on that black book, it's bare obvious he's working on that. Uber cover, Uber cover, Uber cover, cover, and, and bro, we just can come up with anyone. Um. The Fight Is Right is the best podcast, period. It's, and, it's the last undisputed heavyweight champion in the world. And I if don't you want to talk at Noah's mouth. If you, if you right? want the real knowledge, you have to tune in to The Fight Is Right. It's just the way it goes. You just have to accept it. And young man Sami Ali, I'm, we're not even calling your name because... You're a young boy. You don't you don't disagree with man that's been there, done it. You just come in this thing the other day. You just come in this thing the other day. You have to learn. You, I, I've told you this before. You've got to start learning respect. You can't just start saying things. And I'm saying this here as an older person. You can't just be typing nonsense. Bruv, this is Lennox Lewis. This man has walked it. You just start boxing the other day. So have some respect, you know? Learn respect. Most times you have to be humble to learn. As Lennox said, you have to listen. Listen to those that have walked the path. And then you may learn. Spencer? No, I, mean, I ain't got nothing more to say. We've had a fantastic show. We was looking to cut the show uh, uh, an hour in. And you know what? I said, Chuck, it's, it's, the, it's Ali's birthday today. So there was no one more fitting than the last undisputed heavyweight champion of the world to come on the team and, and, and bust the show. Bust you know the thing up. Yeah. Bust the that is up. It. So that's all i got to say. So as Tundi says in closing. Ladies and gentlemen, after another epic episode, we sign off by saying, dream it, believe it, Become it. Come on down. Thank you to every single person who came on the chat, everybody who ticked like, everybody who subscribed, everybody who jumped onto the super chats, everybody who didn't jump on the super chats but sent a question in all the same. I've got to speak to the great Lennox Lewis. I have to speak up my brother from another mom, Baba Tundi Ajayi, and the man with the cam who's got the plan, Gary Blake, who is never late. Peace, two fingers, we are out. Press up the buttons. No guy can't press this podcast because we don't need to show you no glitz and glass. Because you see my black book? My black book can cook. Peace, two fingers, we're out. Oh, 